12.20 p.m. Arabian Standard Time. This is Omar WJ's show. Omar WJ speaking. Let me check the weather for you. Sorry, I didn't have that brought up right away. Pardon me. I am a man, not a robot. It's supposed to be 26 degrees right now. And it says it feels like 26. And there's a... chance precipitation tonight and supposed to be rain at 1 p.m. What's the humidity now? 93% and uh, uh, 1,010 millibars of mercury and the ultraviolet index is moderate 3 Visibility is supposed to be eight kilometers, um, and dew point is twenty-four degrees. Um, it says it rains twenty-five millimeters a day, so twenty-five point four is one inch for um, for the gringos tuning in. I should say the. The Yankees, the Americans. Um, let me get this party started. I made a couple of recordings already. Already. Pardon me. Over 14 months after uh, um, Trump. God's curses upon his name was forced to leave the White House by the American electorate or should I say voters excuse me Um, he told a panel of historians at Princeton that um, um, or a panel of Princeton Princeton a panel of Princeton historians in July 2021 during a video interview that he didn't win the election. I don't know why this news is only here today. Um, and um, Julian Zelizer wrote this up in the Atlantic. I couldn't read it because they have a paywall. Uh, Julian Zelizer is a author, uh, editor of The Presidency of Donald Trump, A First Historical Assessment. Zelzer wrote that Trump seemed to want the approval of historians without any understanding of how historians gather evidence or render judgments. But following the panel, the ex-president announced that he would no longer be giving out interviews for books about his time in the White House. Um, okay, what will be remembered most of Trump's presidency? Historians will remember Trump as an aspiring dictator who failed because he is too dumb to understand COVID-19. This is what math. This is Matthew R O Z S A S. R-O-Z-S-A, his opinion. 100 years ago, America nearly slipped into a dictatorship. 
the nation was saved primarily by two things. The fact that the man who wished to be his fascist dictator, President Donald Trump, was too stupid to realize how correct how to correctly respond to a worldwide plague and the fact that he was a physical coward. Um, I don't understand why this is wrote like this. Um, uh, a historian from the future looks back. Okay, that's why it says a hundred years ago. The first fact was by far the most important. When the COVID-19 panic began to ravage humanity in 2020, Trump responded in the worst ways possible. He downplayed the threat despite knowing that it was a deadly and contagious disease. Defunded and sidelined agencies and in Alexander Stashevsky wrote this on uh, AP News, and I will read it to you, audience. And this is in Bucha, Ukraine. One blackened body had arms raised in supplication. <clears throat> the face con contorted in a horrible scream. The skull of another had a bullet hole in the left temple. The small blackened foot of a child could be seen in the tangle of charred bodies piled together in Bucha, the town outside of Ukraine, out of Kiev, where graphic evidence of killings and torture has emerged following the withdrawal of Russian forces. Craig and I were on the list of the six guests invited to the wedding, but the prison authorities, in an example of the institutional sadism that characterizes all prisons, denied us entry. Craig, who was to have been one of two witnesses, was informed that he could not enter because he would endanger the security of the prison. Craig came down from Edinburgh by train. I flew over from New York. We would at least be at the entrance of the prison with some 150 Assange supporters. Craig, dressed in full Scottish regalia and a kilt he admitted he had to have expanded every few years to accommodate his broadening girth, made a fashion statement and perhaps a point about Scottish independence. He was outdone by Stella, who wore a flowing ice lilac A-line bridal gown, corset with plastic stays so she could pass through the four metal detectors, and veil designed and donated by fashion designers Vivian Westwood and Andreas Kronthaler. It's a part of the ongoing mental torture that even on his happiest day, they will, at the last moment, strike off guests on his guest list just to mess him about, just to try and make things as unpleasant as they can possibly make them. Craig laments, we shouldn't be surprised. It's a piece of the unnecessary cruelty with which he has been kept from the start. Why on earth is he even in a maximum security prison built to house terrorists? I'm quite amused by the explanation that I endanger the security of the prison. I feel quite flattered by this. I couldn't understand it all until today, when, of course, it occurred to me that I look incredibly sexy in my kilt, and they thought a prison riot might ensue. The day is bittersweet. Julian may never be able to live with his wife and family, yet it is an affirmation of love and commitment and hope carried out in a small side room with folding chairs and a laminate table. The prison authorities denied Julian and Stella the use of the chapel. 
driver. A guard took a few pictures, but prison authorities told Julian and Stella they could not be posted on social media or shared with the public. They were allowed to kiss. This prompted the older boy, Gabriel, to say, the family told me, oh, that's a sloppy one. Afterwards, the Catholic chaplain, who had the foresight to bring a white tablecloth and candles, gave them his blessing. Julian and Stella were given half an hour together in a crowded visitor's hall. And then Julian, prisoner A9379AY, was escorted back to his cell to the applause of the prisoners on his tier. It was an act of defiance, Stella tells me later of the wedding. You can tell by how much they fear it. The campaign to dehumanize Julian, who honored his Scottish roots wearing a purple and beige kilt along with a purple tie and waistcoat, also donated and designed by Westwood and Cronthaler, extends to his wedding day. No doubt one of the reasons Craig, whose coverage of the court proceedings for Julian have been dogged and brilliant, and I were not at the wedding, is because the prison authorities did not want us to write about the wedding, which they should have known we would do whether we were in the prison or not. They have viciousness, Craig says. They have the ability to employ the violence of the state. They have arbitrary power they can use to take cruel and nasty decisions for the sake of it, just to show that they can. But we, on our side, have peace and love and truth. Those values, at the end of the day, are far more important. Julian is targeted because his organization WikiLeaks released the Iraq war logs in October 2010, which documented numerous U.S. war crimes, including images seen in the collateral murder video of the gunning down of two Reuters journalists and 10 other unarmed civilians. He is targeted because he exposed the killing of nearly 700 civilians that had approached too closely to U.S. checkpoints. He is targeted because he made public the hacking tools used by the CIA known as Vault 7. Vault 7 exposed that the CIA is able to compromise cars, smart TVs, web browsers, and the operating systems of most smartphones, as well as operating systems such as Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. He is targeted because he documented the more than 15,000 unreported deaths of Iraqi civilians, the torture and abuse of some 800 men and boys aged between 14 and 89 at Guantanamo. He is targeted because he showed us that Hillary Clinton in 2009 ordered U.S. diplomats to spy on U.N. Secretary General Ban Ki-moon and other U.N. representatives from China, France, Russia, and the U.K., spying that included obtaining DNA, iris scans, fingerprints, and personal passwords, part of the long pattern of illegal U.S. surveillance that included the eavesdropping on U.N. Secretary General Kofi Annan in the weeks before the U.S.-led invasion of Iraq in 2003. He is targeted because he exposed that Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and the CIA orchestrated the June 2009 military coup in Honduras that overthrew the democratically elected president, Manuel Zelaya, replacing it with a murderous and corrupt military regime. He is targeted because he released
released documents that revealed that the United States secretly launched missile, bomb, and drone attacks on Yemen, killing scores of civilians. He is targeted because he made public the $657,000 paid to Hillary Clinton by Goldman Sachs to give talks and her private assurances to corporate leaders that she would do their bidding while promising the public financial regulation and reform. He is targeted because he revealed the internal campaign to discredit and destroy British Labour Party leader Jeremy Corbyn by members of his own party. For these truths alone, he is guilty. The Biden administration is determined to extradite Julian and charge him with 17 counts of the Espionage Act, which would send him to prison for 170 years. I sat through some of the court proceedings in London. It was a judicial farce, especially since the Spanish security firm UC Global at the Ecuadorian embassy, where Julian had taken refuge for seven years, recorded all of Julian's conversations with his attorneys and turned them over to the CIA. That fact alone should invent. So that was by uh, Chris Hedges. Um, and um, I got that from the Chris Hedges report. Happy birthday! Sorry about that. Um, so uh, let's see. I think this is long enough. Yeah, almost 13 minutes. Uh, let me see what's on um, on Reuters. Everything is war news. And if you want to hear the whole thing about the the uh, what happened in Bucha, um, I read it on um, AP News. Um, it's just like war porn for me, and I don't really want to um, reflect on the on what human beings do to each other. Um, U.S. allies ready. New Russia sanctions after Pucha killings. This is on Reuters. Um, Russia, Ukraine war to slow 2022 growth in developing Asia. Tesla's Musk may add to U.S. SEC Ayer with late report about Twitter's stake. So I guess the company has some money in Twitter. Um, Hong Kong funeral services are overwhelmed by COVID-19. Um, Shanghai scrambles to secure food supplies as COVID-19 lockdown hits. U.S. approves $95 million boost to Taiwan's air defense um, system. And um, there's a sustainable switch newsletter now from um, Reuters. Um, the um, UN's IPC C says we got three years left and um, if nothing gets changed within the next three years um, the planet is S-O-L uh, severely out of luck um, let me look at uh, DW.com real quick 
pretty sure I already looked at the, uh... Hello, Ray. I asked you to, um... Talk to her. Okay. Just a moment. Sorry, the... Got a family... Um, crisis here. The Wi-Fi got shut off temporarily. Um, uh, DW.com has a uh, new documentary film out. War in Europe, Drama in Ukraine. <coughs> Uh, Germany expels Russian diplomats with Lucha deaths in focus. Um, okay, let me see if there's... Uh, I looked at uh, headlines earlier um, on Google News. Um, okay. It's all war news. Top U.S. military officer expects expects Ukraine conflict to be measured in years. Ukrainian zoo considers euthanizing big animals like tigers and Russian like lions and tigers after Russian shelling destroys what? Destroys the zoo. Destroys enclosures. A zoo in Kharkiv. Um... Okay. Um, U.S., U.K., Australia add hypersonic weapons to security pact. Always new war toys. Okay. Um, so, um, number one thing is at on the podcast is to entertain. Second is to in- instruct, and um, this has gone on too long. Pardon me, please forgive me. This is Omar WJ. Until next time.